You're listening to Comedy Central. April 9th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. tonight, Tyra Banks is here! <laughs> but first, first, Donald Trump's lawyer now needs to get a lawyer. This is CNN Breaking News. The FBI raids the office of President Trump's personal lawyer and longtime fixer, Michael Cohen. A source says some of the documents seized had to do with the porn star Stormy Daniels. Cohen's lawyer says the raid stems from a referral by the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Damn, that breaking news was so long, the violin guy in the background was like, So the breaking news is that Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, is in trouble for maybe using campaign funds to buy a porn star's silence. And you know, it's just nice knowing that in 20 years, teachers won't be able to give a history lesson without explaining what a pornographic actress is. You see, children, when a man pays a woman very much... (laughs) But right now, Stormy Daniels and the FBI are the least of President Trump's problems. Because after Bashir al-Assad launched another chemical attack in Syria, the president was forced to respond. Tough talk from the White House on Syria, with President Trump denouncing dictator Bashar al-Assad as an animal and vowing there will be a big price to pay. If it's Russia, If it's Syria, if it's Iran, if it's all of them together, we'll figure it out. He may, yeah, he may. And uh, if he does, it's gonna be very tough. Because folks, how do you hurt the ones you love? (laughs) It's gonna be so tough for me, folks. Look, the truth is, the situation in Syria is complicated, and Trump has to fix a problem that he inherited from President Obama. And right now, he can't afford to inherit problems because he already has so many of his own, right? Because every week, every week, it feels like another Trump cabinet official is getting caught in a scandal, right? Ben Carson spent a fortune on furniture. Tom Price used private jets like they were Ubers. And of course, Betsy DeVos has that scandal because she abandoned a bunch of kids on a school trip to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people think she shouldn't have done that. But recently, recently, everyone has been talking about Scott Pruitt. He's the head of the Environmental Protection Agency and the love child of George W. Bush and a baked potato. (laughs) Because you see, he's taken cabinet scandals to a whole new level. President Trump is standing by EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt amid growing ethics scandals. Let me put up a list of all the other things that have come up. There's the condo that he rented from energy lobbyists. He approved raises, apparently, for two aid salaries after the White House had declined the request. He asked security to use sirens to cut through traffic. He reassigned staffers after they raised concerns about his spending. He requested a 24-7 security detail on personal trips that racked up tens of thousands of dollars. Okay, okay, hold up, hold up. Am I the only person who was shocked when they went to page two? (laughs) (laughs) Like, when your scandal resume goes to the second page, you're done f***ed up. Like, that's so much scandal. Even Shonda Rhimes would be like, okay, this is unrealistic. Come on now. How much scandal for one person? 
I mean, this list is so long that the CNN anchor literally has to pause to catch her breath. She spent $120,000 on a trip to the Vatican. He hired 12 more agents, costing at least $2 million per year for their salaries. He has all these flights in first class, totaling more than $100,000 in the first year of the administration. He has spent approximately $25,000 for a highly secure soundproof booth for Pruitt. He considered buying a $70,000 bulletproof desk replacement. You're okay with all that? Uh, no, I am not okay with that. And neither should anyone else, right? The head of the EPA is spending taxpayer money like he just woke up in Chris Brown's body. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I mean, let's, like, let's just look at some of the things that he did, right? He spent $120,000 to go high-five the Pope, right? He also said that he was afraid that people were listening to his phone conversations, so he spent $43,000 building a soundproof booth. Yeah, $43,000 on a soundproof booth. Mother never heard of whispering? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, just listen to this one. Listen to this one. Scott Pruitt wanted to spend $75,000 on a bulletproof desk, which I don't even understand. What's the point of a bulletproof desk? It only works if your assassin doesn't know how to walk around stuff. <laughs> it's like, die! Oh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Oh, man, this always happens. And also, why does the head of the EPA need this level of security anyway? Like, who's coming after him? A polar bear coming for revenge? Like, <laughs> just like, hey, Pruitt, you drowned my wife! <laughs> oh, and, and surprise, surprise, uh, Scott Pruitt only flies first class, but the reason he gave is pretty great. Pruitt says he needs first class because of unpleasant interactions with passengers. What might be an example of that? According to the security office, an individual who approached Pruitt at an airport yelling, Scott Pruitt! You're effing up the environment. <laughs> uh, you're fixing up the environment? What does that mean? First of all, uh, whoever said that to him in the airport is a hero, okay? And, uh, yeah, he is. And secondly... Secondly, flying, flying first class doesn't help you avoid angry passengers, right? Because now everyone on the plane is walking past you. Yeah, it's just gonna be like a line of people just be like, you're effing up the environment. You're effing up the environment. You droned my wife. Ah, he's back! <laughs> Why did I check my desk in? I should have kept it. <laughs> and here's the thing, it's not just overspending. Everything Pruitt touches turns to shady. So shady, so shady in fact, that even Fox News called him out. President Trump said he would drain the swamp. I don't, look Is at draining the swamp renting an apartment from the wife of a Washington lobbyist? I don't think that that's even remotely fair to ask that question. Why did you go around the president and the White House to give pay raises to two staffers? I did not. My staff did, and I found out about that yesterday, and I changed it. So somebody being fired for that? That should not have been done. And it so may, who it, did it? It may be, there, there would be some accountability. A career that. person or a political person? I'll have to, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? You don't know the You don't know who did it? I think this is something that needs to be corrected. And it was a mistake by, it, was a, it was a mistake by my team. They by your team. So do you take responsibility I'm fixing for it. I'm fixing it. It's baby, 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 that's all, folks. I bet Pruitt didn't expect those questions from that network. Like, he was probably like, my dude, we're on Fox. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Come on, you ask me how big Trump's dick is, I say enormous, and then we throw to a reverse, reverse mortgage commercial. Come on, buddy, what's wrong with you? Now, now before you get excited, before you get excited, uh, thinking Pruitt is going to be Trump's next weekly firing, uh, remember one thing. Pruitt may be an over-entitled, self-dealing cabinet member, but he's really good 
at being bad for the environment. Pruitt's saving grace may be that he's seen by the president and other White House officials as Mr. Trump's most effective cabinet secretary. He's started rolling back more than two dozen Obama-era environmental regulations, including Mr. Obama's signature vehicle emission standards and clean power plan. He also successfully advocated for the president to pull out of the Paris Climate Accord. You know, it's amazing how the only thing you need for Trump to consider you effective is to just hit delete on anything Obama did. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the next cabinet official is just a heavy pebble on a keyboard. That's all it's gonna be. Basically, with this whole scandal, Trump is like, folks, I know Scott Pruitt is super dirty, but thanks to his hard work unprotecting the environment, soon we'll all be every bit as dirty as he is. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a supermodel, an entrepreneur, and the creator and executive producer and host of America's Next Top Model. She's also written a new book with her mother called Perfect is Boring, 10 Things My Crazy Fierce Mama Taught Me About Beauty, Booty, and Being a Boss. Please welcome Tyra Banks. in person. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is so much fun. I like seeing you in person. Do that you? That sounded weird. Um, I like seeing you in person, too. No, I was just saying, like, well, like, you said being here in person, and then it's like, I'm gonna act like I'm not awkward <laughs> at all. Um, it's gonna be, like, but super professional. it's so nice to see your, your dimples in person. Oh, thank, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I see them on TV, and you guys all do it on the TV, don't you? Don't you touch the TV and go, oh, no. <laughs> I can do it in person. All right, I'm going back to Africa, people, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're done, we're done. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so fun to have you here, and congratulations on the book. You are doing so many things. You're making TV, uh, you're working on like projects and film and everywhere else. You, you, you also had time to write the book, Perfect yes. is Boring. Yes. Why, why did you want to write this book? I wrote this book because Trevor, my mom and I have quite a unique relationship. It is raw, real, unfiltered. My mama tells me anything, everything. And people come up to us and they're like, I want a relationship like you have with your mom. Right. And it could be a dad and a son, a mom and a son, and mama and a daddy, a daddy and a daughter. You know, all of, the, <laughs> all of those. And, and you know, my mom and I were like, let's write a book about that. Right. And, and really, it starts with making, making your child blush. Making them blush. In what way? Having the uncomfortable conversations. Oh, wow. Did your mama have the uncomfortable oh, conversations? Oh, yeah, no, my mom, I, I blushed my entire, my whole life. Right? Blushing. <laughs> And it's not just the birds and the bees. My mom actually t put me on a train from Los Angeles to San Diego, California, and said, you did the birds and the bees talk. We did that already. Right. But now I'm going to give you the how it feels, how a man will touch you, and how you will feel, and what it will feel like, and the eight words he will whisper in your ear. The eight words he will whisper which were? The eight words to watch out for. You've got to get the book, honey. <laughs> and I wonder if you have whispered them. I'm sure you have. I know, I know what the words are, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Because I've, 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 read, I've read the book. You did the homework. Have you yeah. said the words? I've read, I think every single guy in the world has said these words. <laughs> your, your mother teaches you so many things, but I wanted to know, like you, you say here, Tyra and her mama, 10 things my crazy, fierce mama taught me about beauty, booty, and being a boss. Yes. How did you write that your mama was crazy and not get an ass whooping? How? <laughs> Like, does she like that? Does she go, she's crazy? She knows that she's, like, 
certifiably insane in a fierce way. Right. Yes. My mother is the mom that like my cousins come over, my nieces and nephews, and she plays the body accordion. The what? The body accordion. Which is the? Like, you know, she has her bra on and she has her little skirt on and she'll go, like with her rolls. And they're like, Nana, Auntie, Auntie, Carolyn, play the body accordion. And she's like, you ready? Yeah, so that's my mom. She's fun, but she's raw, she's real. And and, and yeah. she helped you. I, I guess like that story is interesting and I, it ties into the idea in the book, which I didn't know. And that is she helped you get over your body as a person, which, yes. which I never thought of. I never thought that Tara Banks had to get over her body in any way, shape oh, or form. Oh yeah, I have been on both sides. I have been on being very, very skinny, 98 pounds and five nine, if you can imagine that. Wow. And there was nothing that I could do to gain weight. I was very sad, very depressed. I would stuff my face, nothing happened. But my mother helped me through that dark time. Right. And then, cut to years later, I'm a supermodel, and they're saying my booty is too big for the runway. Yes, they did. My Italian... There was a time when booties were too big? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and they still are too big for the runway. They're not too big for the Instagram way. I see. They are too big for the runway. And so that happens, and you, you feel like your world has ended. And yeah. it's a really beautiful story in the book where you talk about your mom. Like, you go, this is it, my life is over. And your mom steps in, and, and she says, we're going to put that booty to work. Yes, she said, you know what we're going to do right now? Through my tears, she says, we're going to eat pizza. And over pizza in Milano, Italy, on like a butcher paper of white paper, she pizza in one hand, she put a pin in the other and said, you write down every client in this modeling industry that likes ass. <laughs> she said, because my baby's ass is getting bigger and I'll be damned if she starves for this industry. So through tears, I'm like, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> and she's like, write it down. Oh, oh man. Sports Illustrated, write it down. And then she's like, who has an ass? I'm like, Cindy Crawford. <laughs> and she's like, write it down. And she said, those are the models who you're going to emulate and those are your future clients. Now you take that and you go give it to your agency. And then here I am today. That is and amazing. And so it works. What I what I appreciate in the book is you say you say perfect is boring, but you're not afraid to talk about the different ways that women can appreciate and accept themselves. You know, yeah. we live in a world where it seems like you swing from one extreme to the other. So some people go, accept yourself the way you are, don't change anything. And then other people are like, oh no, if you change something, then you don't love yourself, etc. But, yes. but you're in the book going like, hey, just just love yeah, yourself and I do what you need to do. I say fix it or flaunt it. Right. I mean, there are hair weaves, there are wigs, there are people with natural hair, people with natural hair that are actually making bigger afros with fake hair. Right. There's eyebrow plucking and eyebrow microbating and fake lips and fake boobs. Right. And mine are real, by the way. Um, but like all that kind of stuff. And I talk about getting my nose done when I was very young. I broke my nose when I was three years old. It started growing crooked. It was itching. Um, this makeup artist, she talked like you kind of, but a little different like this. And she said, Tara, your nose is growing crooked. It's growing sideways. And I feel shards of like, that's not really South African, really. No, that's but, British. But yeah, it's but like, she was British. Yeah, it's, it's colonial British. enough. I'm, I'm was, with you. She was British. Yeah. And she told me that my nose was kind of growing sideways and used to itch all the time. Right, and right. I went to this one doctor and this doctor tried to make me have this nose that was like uh -huh. super like caucasoid and not like my African-American features. Year later, I went to a different one and he said, yeah, your nose is broken. I can stop the itching and make it as African-American as possible and probably what it should have been right, had you right, never right. broke it. You know, but I want to tell girls that like this nose, maybe it was the one that I would have had, maybe not. I don't right. know. But the, the the thing is to fix it or flaunt it, it's all fine. Let's stop like saying, uh, 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 you too natural, uh, you too done, uh. Child, I'm done. This took two and a half hours and it's so natural, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, um... <laughs>
One of the joys of America's Next Top Model is you've broken in many ways the mold of what people believe a model should be. We've seen yes. people evolve, we've seen the evolution of the idea of a model. Um, when you are looking at models, when you're looking at the modeling industry as a whole, what is your end goal? What do you dream of seeing change in the modeling industry? I want diversity to be boring. I wanted to just, you had Ashley Graham here, I saw her on right, the show. Right, right, right. I don't want it to be like, oh, curvy, plus size model, Ashley Graham. I want it to be Ashley Graham. She just so happens to be thicker than a snicker. This one over here is skinny and she is just mini me. Right. And it just all is beautiful and all is boring. Right. I want diversity to be boring. Diversity to be boring. Yes. That's exciting. Perfect yes. is boring. The book is definitely not. You, you and your mom are amazing. Thank, Thank you so much you for being so on much. the show. Thank you. Perfect is boring. It's available now. The season finale of America's Next Top Model airs April 10th at 8 p.m. on VH1. Tyra Banks, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.